Welcome to the FTF Exchange Podcast. This is Maureen Lowe, founder and president of FTF. In this podcast series, we speak with industry professionals from leading financial and technology firms in capital markets. We will discuss an array of topics from current events to the latest fintech updates to human interest stories from time to time. Through these discussions, we strive to foster thought leadership and information sharing, and we certainly welcome comments and feedback for future episodes. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of the FTF Exchange podcast series. Today, we are very lucky to be speaking with Brian Collins, the Chief Executive Officer of Torstone Technology. Torstone offers a global software as a service platform for post-trade securities and derivatives processing and for risk management. Its cloud-based post-trade solution for the back office won the Best Innovation in Clearing and Settlement Solution Award at the FTF News Technology Innovation Awards for 2022. This latest win marks the third time that Torstone has won the honor as it swept the category in 2019 and 2018. For this podcast, we will talk about a new operating model that Brian says is coming for post-trade operations. So Brian, first, could you just remind our listeners about what Torstone does and what your role is there? Hi, Eugene. Yeah, of course. So Torstone, I think you captured it very well there. Torstone is global. It's cloud-based, it's cross-asset for post-trade processing. So in short, that deals with everything from middle office, back office, accounting, uh, as you say, recently risk management also. So basically anything and everything that is non-front office. So that does move into those ancillary areas, reconciliation, corporate actions, collateral management, even treasury functions. So very broad in product, very cross-asset and global. And uh, I'm CEO there, have been since the foundation uh, 10 years ago. You've mentioned that many of your clients and and other firms that you interact with are are moving toward a new operating model. Could you tell us a little bit about that model and what is causing this change? Yeah, of course. Firstly, I'll go through the changes that are happening and and, and what those pressures are. First is, is cost pressure. Cost pressure has been dominating the agenda um, forever and and more now than ever. Uh, So we certainly see the need for consolidation uh, in the operations world. Uh, And that's really, again, all about the cost savings. So by consolidation, this can take several forms. So consolidation across asset, for example. So we've certainly seen uh, bringing together equity and fixed income uh, in the middle office space as as one, uh, one example consolidation across countries, you know, trying to get on a single platform on a regional basis across several countries or possibly even global. And recently, one of our clients has gone for the whole global aspect on a single platform, uh, which really helps cost saving and consolidation. And then finally, that consolidation across functions. So bringing, you know, middle office and back office together or bringing even institutional and retail uh, onto a single platform, all of those different directions uh, you know, do help save not just uh, systems and, and platform costs, but obviously also uh, sort of people costs. The second pressure really comes from market changes. So new asset classes, for example, the cryptocurrency or more generally the digital assets. Um, again, you know, you don't want to have a separate part of your organization dealing with these assets in a different way. You know, why wouldn't you want to combine those uh to have that processing on a single platform uh, or regulatory changes for example you know i'm sure we'll talk more about the 
T plus one changes hitting the US and Canada in 2024. I suspect that will hit Europe as well uh, fairly fairly shortly afterwards as well. So I think all those pressures are, are forcing people to think uh, about a new operating model. Uh, and I think that operating model is how do you consolidate more than you, you have in the past? And then I guess part of that is what, what would the upfront costs be to make that consolidation? And can you justify that? Yeah, of course. On the cost base, uh, I think that's always been a, a difficult balance. But that balance, I think, is changing because of those pressures. So uh, legacy systems in particular, they cost more to change. They cost more to maintain, partly because they are you know, relatively fixed. So as you have volatility changes, they, they've got to procure for the peak of a business. Uh, and I think we've seen, you know, certainly some events in the past that have created uh, peaks that are beyond the capacity of a, a fixed system. So moving to a, a cloud-based system gives you a lot of flexibility in that area. And, and I would think the balance of the cost of change for legacy is now outweighing the cost of change to, to a, a more modern platform. Because also cloud-based platforms are uh, easier to deploy. Uh, you can certainly get get going with a, a base system in you know days and weeks rather than months and years. So that balance is, is certainly changing. As you've alluded to, Torstone has been making some inroads into the retail trading and discount brokerage space. Can you remind us of, of what Torstone has done in this area and what the next steps are for your company? Yeah, sure. We've spent uh, the last few years building out retail features using obviously our same platform that we originally developed uh, for our institutionally focused post-trade solution. And this has been a huge project development program that comes to fruition at the end of this year. Uh, we're, we're now ready to sort of roll that out to other clients in uh, Canada, as well as using what we've sort of built as a base for other countries and, and really bringing that institution and retail onto the same platform, which I know, you know, is very popular in uh, in Asia, for example, as well as places like Canada. Mm -hmm. How does the retail world compare to the, the world of institutional trading? But what can the institutional firms learn from the retail firms, particularly when it comes to the speed of trade settlement? So I think the retail and institutional worlds actually can learn from each other. For example, we've always been capable in the institutional world of dealing with millions of transactions per day. So for uh, high frequency trading, for example, but on the retail side, we've now had to deal with millions of customers or so our customers' clients, uh, should we say. So that has also provided our system with a much more customer-focused view of trading activities. So reporting the trading activities of millions of our customers' clients. On the other hand, we brought more sophisticated institutional cross-asset range of products to the retail space where there's more standards, there's more common approaches to dealing with high value trading uh, from the institutional side. And by putting that on the retail side, it's helping us move into the high net worth space, uh, even potentially the, the wealth management space in general, because of that real customer focus uh, around. So I think each, you know, each world is uh, adding to the other. So speaking of new worlds, among, among your customers, what is Torstone seeing as far as crypto-based and other digital assets? 
Yeah, crypto uh, we've seen has been incredibly volatile in the markets, both up and down. But I think the uptake from financial institutions has been getting stronger and has, has been on an upward path all along, particularly around the more digital asset space as well. I think we've seen some initiatives coming to fruition in, in that space. So for us, you know, it brings challenges, not only because of the uh, the, the settlement is happening in you know, seconds, if uh, if not subsecond, but also they're trading 24 by seven, uh, and that that elongates the week, obviously. But it but it also means you've got to continue processing around the clock. So getting the platform right to support those new asset classes is critical for the smooth, efficient operations of those operations. But by looking at how the end-to-end operational processes need to change to accommodate digital assets, I think that really also helps potential efficiencies for processing of the traditional assets as well. Uh, and in particular, the you know the settlement cycle is reducing in the traditional world, you know, from generally T plus two to T plus one. So I think the push into digital assets is also going to help the obviously much larger world and much higher volume world in the uh, in traditional space. Uh, just quickly, do you think maybe certain instruments, uh, retail, institutional, and so forth, will be settling at different rates? Will that be part of this consolidation? In terms of the settlement cycle, I, I think there will be uh, sort of different rates, but I think it's it's all going to reduce. And, and I think even globally, the US and Canada first, but I think that will eventually come to Europe. And and of course, there are markets at the moment that are they're already T plus one, but in terms of these, you know, generally high volume and, and much more sort of used uh, markets in the traditional world, I think it is all heading for same day settlement eventually. You know, we've got to also look at the benefits. I think we all always concentrate on what needs to get done to get there. But, you know, the risk cycle is the same there as the settlement cycle. You're reducing your risk, you're reducing the potential capital that needs to be sort of held. So I think it's all a, a very positive direction. It just needs that change implementing correctly. Mm-hmm. Getting back to the the more conventional world of operations, you you have talked about the consolidation that's that's underway, and that includes uh, equity and fixed income operations. How is this changing the middle office for securities firms, and what are the ripple effects for the front office? Yeah, so I I think there's two aspects here. I think one. I, as you say, I, I've seen that coming together of the equities and fixed income in the middle office space. And to some extent, that's the saving of the costs. Um, it also decouples you from your front office choice as well. So it it does help you to potentially switch front office or even take up new front office systems, you know, for digital assets, for example, so that you can sit your front office being separated out for digital versus traditional but consolidated at the middle office uh, and, and hopefully through to the back office as well. So I think there's there's certainly a, a trend in that direction. I, I think the other reason that there's a focus on the middle office space that we've seen is to potentially elongate the, the life of a legacy post-trade or back office uh, system as well. So if you can get your efficiency correct in the middle office space, then it helps you be ready for you know the next day settlements. So trade date activity in real time uh, and consolidated in the middle office space is, is going to help you with that uh, settlement cycle and get you sort of further along to reducing your errors and you know therefore reducing settlement failures. 
So given the, that this new operating model could impact so many areas, do you foresee a widespread acceptance of it? And how will the new model change things for Torstone? I think everybody's is on a faster, cheaper mantra. That's going to continue to dominate the, the post-trade uh, thinking as legacy systems will become more and more costly to change and maintain. So we've certainly seen that uptick for us in demand to seek alternative processing uh, solutions uh, to allow people to move to that sort of real-time cloud-based platform. Uh, and we've seen strategies also uh, for a phased migration, you know, helping to prolong the useful life of their existing systems while preparing for those sort of market changes ahead. Just trying to get that open data, access to the data before it hits a legacy system, but also the results of that and combining that, the results of that legacy sort of platform uh, ahead of time. I think that that fits perfectly in, in what Torstone is trying to do to meet those demands. Uh, it's our sweet spot, real-time, cloud-based um, is where we sit. Great. I'm very glad we got a chance to speak today. And just uh, to just to recap quickly, we, we've been speaking with Brian Collings, the Chief Executive Officer of Torstone Technology, uh, which is a service platform provider for post-trade securities and derivatives processing. Thank you very much, Brian. Thank you, Eugene. Pleasure. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the FTF Exchange podcast. If you would like a turn in the hot seat, reach out to us at info at ftfnews.com and let us know what capital markets topics you'd like to discuss. Also, be sure to sign up to receive our email alert so you don't miss out on listening to future episodes. Just visit ftfnews.com and click the sign up link at the top of the page. Thanks again for listening to the FTF Exchange podcast. Mm-hmm.